Hello everyone, so I decided to do an episode off the top of my head. I want to talk about the concept of celebrity culture. This is my final celebrity culture episode. What I have come to realize about that world is that there is so much secrets that have been unaddressed. What I've learned is is that Within that world, if you have been told that a certain person did your friend dirty, some people will be gullible and not go ask their friend, which is immoral. Some people will never believe that their friend is capable of of wrongdoing, which is another extreme. So, I've learned the right thing doing celebrity culture is, and this is also useful outside celebrity culture, but let's make it about celebrity culture, is Go talk to your friend without being accusatory and let it be known that if what they're saying is factual, then we have to cease communication in person and virtual unless you are willing to solve and resolve the problems, issues, and conflicts. If they are unwilling... And, unre- and unrelenting when it comes to doing what they're supposed to do. Meaning they're choosing not to talk to the person they have hurt and there's evidence that shows that they did wrong this person. I've learned that in many cases... Ending the friendship, ending the communication in person and virtual. In the celebrity culture world has gotten some people to be blackballed and blacklisted. Like if you have hard conversations in love, hard, you speak hard truths in love, and you make difficult make difficult choices in love in some celebrity worlds in the celebrity culture industry it's an industry in my view that can cost you millions of dollars because people are going to go around slandering your reputation and now you're known as disreputable and ill repute because you're willing to reject the bullshit and you're willing to not play dirty politics office politics and celebrity politics. What I've also learned is that I often feel that public figures, the ones that are called celebrities, what they have a unwholesome habit of doing is taking 
their fan base for granted. What I mean when I say that is that often they forget that their fans have feelings, that their fans are people. They're so used to sometimes clowning them. Sometimes, oh, you know, just the, you know, they'll always be packed every time I have a show. Or I may feud with someone and their children might be afraid to talk to me. So either I'm going to take it out on the child or, you know, I'm going to reconsider my feud with this person ended because I really love their child, so I got to love the parent. In certain cases, in celebrity culture, they'll take it out on your children and you. In other cases, in celebrity culture, they'll just take it out on the parent, but they are on excellent terms with the children. That's a situational complication. And then I've noticed within that celebrity culture world, to be more frank, many times have I noticed that within that said world, when you are a public figure and a celebrity, many times... And I'm going to tell the truth. That you have to be mindful of your sex life as a celebrity. Here's the truth. So if you have the wrong company that you hang out with and they are in possession of your sex tapes, they might make money off of it and then send your celebrity sex tape without your permission to major mainstream porn companies and everybody's making money off of your celebrity sex take in terms of executive leadership of mainstream porn companies and the person that gave your sex tape without your permission and the only one not making money is you and let's be honest it is It is excruciatingly rough to try to get your celebrity sex tape off of a mainstream porn site. Like, you would have to threaten them with fines, prison time, in order to have them go, okay, we won't have your sex tape listed on our porn site anymore. So you have to be careful about who you do sex tapes with. You also have to be careful about who you do nude photo shoots with too, because some people try to give you fake and doctored photos of you just so they can make money off of you 
And the only one not making money is you once again. And you, and you have to, again, do the finer prison time in order for major mainstream porn sites to go, okay, well, it was nice while it lasted. We can't fucking make money off their nudity anymore. And so they're disappointed. Which is good for the person that was violated because they don't profit off you in the name of exploitation anymore. It happens no longer. So what I've learned is is that when it comes to your body, your nudity, your sexting, only do that with someone that is honoring of you. Don't do that with every lover that you sleep with if you're non-monogamous because there are some people who refuse to handle sexual rejection maturely. There are some people who refuse to handle romantic rejection maturely. And this is what I've learned. When you are a celebrity, a lot of people are untrustworthy blabbermouths. You never sleep with those kinds of people, ever, because it will cause weirdos and creeps don't have sex with you And they may have a hunger for lust murder. They may be one of those lonely hearts killers. They may be into necrophilia. They may want to commit bestiality along with you. They may want to purposely hurt your life partner's feelings and say I would love to be your side piece to the point of being possessive and jealous and not caring that you're committed to somebody else then you have some people you're a celebrity and this is the truth you have some people who will will not like you talking to anybody for long periods of time because they assume oh that person is stealing my meal ticket trying to make my meal ticket their meal ticket or this person is trying to take my prop from me, have my prop as their prop, and now they're trying to be the prop master of my prop, even though I'm the prop master of my prop. So, there are times where if you're not careful, if you're a celebrity... Some people will go through your phone. They may publish your text messages without your approval. They may go through your emails and publish your emails without your approval. They may go through your phone call history and publish your phone call history without your approval. They may go through your voicemail history and publish your voicemail history without your approval. They may go through your computer search history and publish computer search history without your approval. They may publicize your personal care products to the world. They may publicize your adult enhancement products that you use to the world. They may publish your birth control tools to the world. 
they may publish your hygiene personal grooming products that you use to the world if you're not careful. In the celebrity culture world, what I've learned to do is I don't call my fans fans because I don't want them to think that somehow they can't love the real me. What I call them um, fellow journeyers. Meaning we're we're journeying this life together, all the and all that comes with this life. I call them fellow journeyers. I feel like because they are journeying with me, so I feel that that is much more respectful than fans. Because when I hear the word fans, I think of people that. They know of you, but they don't know you. So I don't want people who who are part of my fan base to go, well, but we do know you. We're not loving a stranger. We're loving somebody that makes complete sense to us. So I don't even call them my fan base. I call them my fellow journey base. And then... I don't call them my fan club. I call them my fellow journey club. And this is what I've noticed. As a public figure, I've learned to be careful that some people are sexually violent offenders. Which means that if you have sex with them, It can go from rough sex to brutal rape. It can go from BDSM to physical abuse. You have some people who they are their most violent when it comes to sexual expression. And if you're a celebrity, you're more of a target for that than most people who aren't celebrities. What I've learned is being a celebrity, I've learned so, you know, I don't consider myself one, but I consider myself famous, well, pretty much, but I don't consider it typical fame. I don't consider it like you know, what people would describe it. Mine is more of, I'm very much the most unusual public figure in all the right ways kind of person. What does that mean? It means that I have a heart To spend more time with needy people and helping to resolve the ills of us needy people than to always be lights, camera, action. I'm not much of a lights, camera, action kind of person, even though as a public figure, do you have to take pictures? Sometimes. Do I have to take pictures with cruddy people? Nope. Especially if they're mean-spirited and forceful. You gonna take a picture with me? You gonna... No. No. People who are sweet and pleasant and offering to take photos with me, I'll take pictures with them. So, it's unreasonable to never take a picture as a public figure. That's just asinine to even think that. But what I do know is that as a public figure, I also decided to treat people with an unusual kindness. 
it means that when I go places, I want to create um, a lot of time for my fellow journeyers where I get my business done for the day. I get all my appointments done for the day too. And I have the rest of the day to be with my fellow journeyers. Eat, go on trips, eat, eat together, go on trips. Um, Wanna go to a movie, we can, or a carnival, we can, or music park, we can, or adult sleepovers, you know, crash for the night, or more than one night, we can. But I do everything safely. Um, I'm the kind of person that, um, you know, I'm the kind of person where when I go places too, um, I don't want to have a persona. I'm not a fan of personas. I just want to be my true self. Like, how I am in public is exactly how I'm in private. I don't see a discrepancy between the two because there is no, well, there's private tone there, there's public tone. Like, what you see in public is exactly how I am in private. I'm giving you private me in public. But we're the same me. No difference between the two. Do I reveal everything behind the scenes to the public? No. Because it's unwise to do that. I have nothing to hide. I'm not a criminal at the same time. I deal with other people. So not everybody wants their stuff out there. They're not criminals. They have nothing to hide either. But wisdom is a self-explanatory word. When I think about how I am as a public figure, I think of myself as someone that continues to grow, continues to learn and evolve. Like, I'm I'm maturing every day in how to be a healthy role model. Um, I don't think you can honestly believe that, oh, well, I'm not a role model. No, you are. When you're a public figure, people, there are some people that are willing to say everything you say, do everything you do, think everything you think, and feel everything you feel. And so what I do is I don't try to be a perfect role model because I do need to mature every day, and I indeed do so. But what I do try to do is be a morally excellent role model without the moralist persona. You know, I do, I can apologize sincerely when I absolutely need to. I can make amends sincerely when I absolutely need to. I can correct the wrongs of the past when I absolutely need to. I can take constructive criticism when I absolutely need to. Um, I handle rejection with peacefulness, no chaos. And I can also acknowledge where I've made missteps, mistakes. I can acknowledge responding more and more maturely and well to any flaws of mine, any any and, and, and any inadequacies that I can overcome. I'm that type of public figure. I'm just very much who I am. Um, I don't sugarcoat, but I'm also not heartless. Um, I'm tactful. I'm, I'm into tact, T-A-C-T. And also when it comes to children... I have really decided to build a relationship with parents, a healthy relationship with parents, because 
I want to be able to have the rapport with parents where I can explain every episode I've ever done. I can explain, you know, this was this is how I grew up and this is why this episode was that way. Because I do care about parents and children and, you know, how public figures relate to parents and children. Um, whether it's adult children or children, children, I do feel like the family matters to me. Um, my family values may differ than the religious rights version of family values, but I have my family values. And I have come to understand that I really have decided to make change, positive changes when I need to, because everything I felt in the past is not how... It's not everything I feel now. And I want to make it clear to all the listeners, as a public figure, I can acknowledge that there are things I could have done better on. I can also acknowledge that I'm no longer hard on myself. I'm no longer a perfectionist. I can also acknowledge that there are things that I couldn't have done better because some people are some people no matter what you do. Um, I can also acknowledge that I no longer second guess myself. When I'm tempted to, I tell myself the truth about myself. Therefore, the second guessing just goes away on its own after a while. And when I'm tempted to be hard on myself, I speak life into myself. And and the influence of being hard on myself dissipates and disappears naturally for quite some time. And so I want to make it clear as a public figure, you're going to hear when you listen to the podcast for years and years and years of how I've been doing it since 2020, you're going to hopefully appreciate my growth. And as a celebrity, well, as a person who's talking about celebrity culture, I want to say this. that I can also be mindful of how when I've done episodes in the past, I may not have always been as thoughtful about my state of mind, my state of mood, but lately every episode I've been doing, I've been much more mindful of that. And I'm trying to do more off-the-dome episodes, and that's something I will definitely start doing on February the 12th. This February the 12th, I'm going to try to do off-the-dome episodes for the most part. Every now and then, I'll read a little something. But for the most part, I'm going to just freestyle. Because it's much easier to keep going than to stop, pause, and try to remember where I left off and then keep going and then read a little bit and it go on top of my head for a lot of time. I'm not podcasting that way anymore. Um, I also want to say this. I'm going to start making sure I do all my podcasting in the morning instead of at night. Then you listen to it at night and then you, you try to hear it in the morning. Then I got to publish again and I may get a play or two. I'm like, no, I'm going to get all my plays done in the morning for the most part. And the rest will be at night so I can have more time. Let me get back to celebrity culture. You know how I am. It's freestyling. So when it comes to celebrity culture, what I have been attentive to is that that world, if you're not careful, you can easily be lured into the kind of crowd where they'll have you do what you normally don't do. If you're normally not a drug user or a tobacco smoker or weed smoker, I'm not dissing weed, but if that's not your thing, in celebrity culture, people try to make you do things that's normally not your thing. 
And what I've noticed is that um, celebrity culture, some people cannot handle it. Because if you're normally not an addictive personality, celebrity culture will try to get you to have addictions to maintain. If you're if you choose to be deceptive towards yourself. And plus in celebrity culture, if you don't have a work-life balance, celebrity culture says, look, it's okay to be away from your family too much to the point where you're going to get a divorce or you're partner breaks up with you, your kids resent you, and don't want you in their lives anymore, and your fans know more about you than your family does, and you spend more time in business meetings than you do with friendship outings and now you become a workaholic living a sedentary lifestyle and now your doctors and dentists are infuriated with you because your medical results are less than desirable and now you have a wake-up call and now you got to hit the gym now you got to tell people no now you got to eat right now you got to exercise now you got to spend much more time with your friends and family and now you got to get your partner back now you got to get your spouse back sometimes they'll come back in other instances they won't and now you have to risk company executives telling other people lies about you saying well since you're unwilling to do free labor and since you are unwilling to meet all of our over the top nonsensical demands we're going to do everything we can to make you a one-hit wonder, played-out has-been. That happens in some celebrity culture universes. Yes, I went plural because there's more than one universe in celebrity culture where we deeply think about it. Also, there are some people in the celebrity culture world where... If you have too much of a good time with them, it could be laughing and joking. And all of a sudden, they may ask you the the craziest questions, make the craziest statements, give you the craziest suggestions, the craziest compliments, and the craziest recommendations, and have the craziest gestures, the craziest body language, the craziest facial expressions. I mean, this that world can be fucked up. And also, when I tell you, with celebrity culture world, you have to deal with creepy people sometimes. The ones who overly stare, ogle you as if you are... a prize that lights up. Some people in that world want to put a price tag on you even though you are of pricelessness. And then there are some people who know they wronged you, will never privately apologize, will never, pri- will never publicly apologize, but privately they, they may admit that they hurt you. Other times they don't go that far at all. They act as if they never hurt you, even though they know they hurt you. And then in that celebrity culture world, a lot of times you may have agents. You may have you may have managers in your entourage. If you pick the wrong people. They may try to take more than their fair share from you financially. 
They may put wording in your contract or try to sneak it in or make a deal with your the people you're making a deal with at the last minute and your bank account is bleeding because of it. You have a shysty, shady people in that business. And sometimes you're gonna in if you're not careful, you may have trust issues because some of the people if you tell the wrong people your legitimate secrets, it might end up on social media. It might end up in gossip columns. It may end up on people's websites. It may end up on video sharing media. So, who to tell? Be mindful of who's around when you reveal certain things. And make sure that the person is well equipped to handle what you're going to tell them. Because if they're not, they are going to have your memory of what you say so strong in their heads, their brains, their craniums, that it comes out to undesirable sources. In that world, you have a lot of yes people. And if you're not careful, you're going to have yes people that will, they know that they should tell you no, that, okay, you shouldn't be wearing that, that's inappropriate. Or you shouldn't be speaking that way because you're in a professional setting. Or you really need to start doing hygiene because people are starting to cover their noses when they're around you. But some people go, just let them be them. They're our milk. That you know, they're the reason why we can go to Hollywood premieres. And it's like, but we may not keep be able to keep going if they keep not taking care of themselves. So I've learned that celebrity culture world, a lot of people are not careful. And what I mean by that is this: a lot of people are not careful because. The problem with them, and it is a problem, is that they're so um, afraid of speaking out on certain issues. Like if I talk about Hollywood injustices or injustice at the Grammys, it could be you're not giving enough people of color Oscar awards or you're underpaying women actresses or you prioritize seating for those who play along to get along to move along in Hollywood but those who actually stand up for what's right they may have to pay for their seating but the ones who suck up and kiss up might get free seating or seating for discounts and um, I've learned that a lot of times within that world some people in celebrity culture have talked about how their trailers lacked amenities Um, amenities I meant to say And in certain cases, their trailers may lack um, the enough rooming and enough spacing for them to inhabit such trailers. A lot of times... um, A lot of times when it comes to Hollywood, everybody's trying to be the director. And if you stand up to them, um, they may not consider that if you do an interview, you might tell the world how crummy they are. 
And some people are afraid to, are tight-lipped out of fear because they'll take directions for people they're not supposed to take directions from. And, they, and they'll take directions for people they're not supposed to give them directions anyway. And what I've learned about that world is they'll give, they'll say they have parking, but if you don't have somebody to tell you, actually, you do have your own parking, then a lot of people will tell you, oh, you have to um, park in this place, even though, wait a minute, this is not the parking I'm supposed to park in. The, my, the parking I was supposed to park in was, you know, two minutes away from wherever shooting this film. It's just two minutes away. They had me park 20 minutes away, and I had to walk 20 minutes just to get to a film where my parking spot had my name on it. It's two minutes away. And sometimes from what I've heard... They have this thing where um, when it comes to certain parking and names on property, if they if you are just starting in Hollywood, you might get that treatment. If you've had tenure and they really like you, you might get that treatment or if you want those play along, get along, and move along, do everything they say to your own detriment, you might get that treatment. So it depends. Um, in terms of limos, they might give limos more to men than to women. Some cases, they'll give limos to women only if they play by all the rules, even if they are misogynistic. So they'll give like jewelry more to men than women, right? But if a woman has jewelry, she's after, she has to have her own jewelry or she has to play by all the rules if it's misogynistic. Or sometimes in case some women go, I have my own limo services, which can intimidate some Hollywood people. They may go, well, get that off our lawn. You can do that, but not on our property. And some just suck it up and just deal with it. Um, Yeah, these things actually happen. So in terms of like limo services and jewelry, for example, or certain fashion designer clothes, if a woman has her own, some Hollywood executives will go, well, we have to respect her because she's not dependent upon us men. Or other men will become more misogynistic and try to get them to go, well, you got to rely on our materialism, our jewelry, our limos. Some women acquiesce. Some women go, fuck off and fuck you. And eventually, you know, the Hollywood executives, some may let it, happen and some may go well you can't be on this film you gotta get off da 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 so Hollywood people differ on these things I do know acknowledge that some may go well alright you can own your own fashion design okay well there's nothing we can do about it we'll just you know you are the big star of our film so we'll put up with it Sometimes they go, yeah, you're the big star of the film, but we make this film. We decide who gets to be in it or not, so you got to wear our clothes. Sometimes they'll let you wear it. Sometimes they won't, depending upon their mood. It could be opposite day in Hollywood, you know. Another thing I've noticed about Hollywood is this. If you really don't have an advocate for yourself... Um, what can happen is that some people pretend to be your advocate, but they're really advocating against you. So in the celebrity uh, culture world that I have been studying my whole life, did I ever want to be famous as a child? Yes, because adults kept telling me that was going to happen. Have I ever doubted the fame? Yeah, because when I became third, I'm like, I'm still not famous. But then I changed my thinking. I said, self, 
what is said to you is going to happen. You don't have to force it. You don't have to do anything. Fame pursues certain people. And because you never tried to pursue it, that's why it's pursuing you. I've said that to myself. And I said, well, you're already podcasting. You already got over 30,000 plays on your podcast. And you already have an Amazon book. It's only a matter of time before you blow all the way up, as we say in our modern linguistics. And I said, self, you wanting to be famous is not bad. And I said, self, here's why. You have a heart to give people the extraordinary love that they've been robbed of, especially the disenfranchised. I said, self, a lot of people want you to be famous because of your moral fiber, your moral integrity. It has nothing to do with attention whoredom. It has nothing to do with attention seeking. It has everything to do with you are the epitome of a class act. There's nothing about you that screams horribleness and terribleness. And, you know, I remember um, now I sit in the front of places. I don't sit in the back and people put me in the front. That used to happen. I no longer resent when speakers use me as an example within their public speaking. Everybody looks at me happily, smiling. I no longer um, not raise my hand. Now I raise my hand when I have something to say. I don't have, I don't wait for people to call on me. Now I raise my hand. Another thing I've noticed that um, what I've really learned about that kind of world is a lot of people have been told me, Antonio, it would be nice if you kept your humility. They know I would, but they were just like, well, I just wanted to say that to you because I know you're not bendable. You don't compromise when it comes to moral excellence. Um, In fact, you are gifted and talented. Um, People have told me that talented means you're good at things. Gifted means you use your talents correctly. And then they told me, you are an example of the positive human archetype. You are the positive human prototype. They told me that too. Because you have this way of being fully human so beautifully, so wondrously, so gorgeously. And they did tell me that um, that the way I carry myself is really um, enlightening to them. Um, what that means is that they have said to me, Well, you know, Antonio, I've been meaning to tell you something now. They said to me, you are being prepared for that kind of life, that global icon life. And I'm so glad that I am. Because a lot of people... Um, I've noticed they'll, they'll try to interview you and talk to you because they want quick fame without laborious work. And when they feel like you're not getting that quick fame, they'll get mad at themselves for having getting a regular job because they can't live off your money with you. And some people will only have you do certain things for them because of your diagnosis, not because of your true character and heart. Some people will put you in as a part of their lives, their loved ones too. You my friend, you my family. Because as long as you are their piggy bank ATM, as long as you are their 
cash stacks, as long as you are their pocketbooks and checkbooks, as long as you're their credit card and debit card, they will say that transactionally, you are their friend and family. They're, they have proximity to you because you are funding their existence. A lot of people say so-and-so is going to be famous, but some people could have been famous sooner if they had a team of integrous people that promoted them with them. Some people become famous later in life because they didn't have the opportunities of integrous people to promote them with them earlier. Um, I'm in the later in life category because we're extraordinary. Most people... don't have a team who are extraordinary. A team of people who are good at everything that they're good at. That's what I damn sure did motherfucking have to be fucking real with you. And when I talk about how I really felt and what truly happened, um, a lot of times... We're extraordinary. Some people that you thought were your family will be bad at being your family. So I'm not quick to call people aunt, uncle, mother, father, grandfather, grandmother, cousin, niece, nephew. I'm not quick to do any of those things anymore because a lot of times it's a way of bondaging you and enslaving you to, hey, you have to be the you that we crafted, not the you that you truly, genuinely, actually really are. A lot of times they'll try to squeaky clean you even though we're multidimensional human beings who are not always free of edginess. And then what I've learned is this, is that if you are consistent who you are before the fame, fame accentuates who I am. It doesn't alter who I am. I want to say this to all the listeners listening to me. The me on the podcast that you hear is actually who I am. You're listening to a podcaster who is consistently himself. Don't get me wrong. He's a more mature podcaster, but, you know, some people will say that how can you say you won't do any media interviews, but if you have a podcast, people may want to interview you. Well, the only media interviews I do are the ones on my podcast that I do with other people. So, I don't mind other people saying, Antonio, I want to interview you on your podcast. Okay. Or I want you to interview me on your podcast. Okay, notice all the media interviews I accept, it becomes from my own media platform that I've created. Right? I'm creating my own media. So, yeah, I interview on my shit. Our shit. My stuff. Should I say our stuff? Because you can't have a podcast without listeners. So, (laughs) you know, that's just how I am. I'm the type of person where I know that all of my image and my likeness will not be of ruination or stagnation because I fully represent me well, exceptionally, extraordinarily well. On other people's platforms, I don't have that privilege, and I think that sucks ass. So, what I have been mindful of is that it is definitely okay for me to do uh, the celebrity world without being of that celebrity world, which means that using my celebrity, want to call it that, other people would, I don't call it that, but they do. I use my celebrity to to draw attention to the need for global social justice. That's how I operate. And um, I also look at it this way. 
When I look at my life as a public figure, and I'm quite honest about it, I've also learned that uh, for me, I don't live the big Willie style life. No diss to Will Smith. I don't live the living large life because there's misconceptions that could easily be attached to me. How can you be a global social justice warrior? But you live a swanky, bougie life. No diss to people live swanky. No diss to people or bougie. No diss to living large. No diss to Big Willie style living at all. I can't do it because if I'm a global social justice warrior, which I am, how can I live in luxury when it makes it... I can easily be misconstrued as, oh, you are pimping our pain for your wealthy gain. So if I, as a public figure, I choose to live a simple living minimalist life, that way you can easily believe, oh yeah, he definitely is a global social justice warrior. I mean, there's nothing about him that screams pimping our pain. There's nothing about him that screams He's only in it for the wealthy game. So when I talk to other outcasted people, they'll go, you know, there's nothing about him that's prejudice against us. We're not an inconvenience to him. He doesn't shut us out from him. He doesn't see us as a nagging persistence. And he actually looks out for us, so we're going to look out for him. We're not going to shut him out. We're not going to pimp his pain. We're not going to be about the wealthy gain either. In fact, he's into generational wealth and wealth transference, and he's helping our families to, you know, rise out of injustice and rise into justice, you know? We like Antonio's simple living, minimalist life. We're going to adopt that for ourselves because, you know, that's more money given to the needy and way less money for the greedy. And um, I feel that um, if I also live a simple living, minimalist life, it keeps me in humility and gratitude it keeps me from vanity from vain glory and I don't want to repeat King Solomon who who tried who tried it all and was an empty man himself so a simple living minimalist life for myself means that I also get to never forget who and what delivered me from what happened at five years old. Part of the, re- one of the reasons why I'm a, I'm a simple living minimalist is because all the extravagancy of criminality I have disdain for. Don't get me wrong, I don't mind healthy extravagancy, but I'm not an extravagancy kind of person. Um, I'm not into luxurious homes, luxurious vehicles, luxurious jewelry, luxurious income. I'm, I'm not a fan of those things. I respect that those realities exist and I respect the people who like those things. I'm just not into those things personally because I'm into spending on what I need. I'm not big on spending on what I want. Um, my wants are my needs and my needs are my wants. And that's what Simple Living Minimalism helps me to do. And before I close, I'll say this. As a simple living minimalist, I don't want any obstacles to my empathy nor my compassion and not even my neighborliness. So 
Now you fully know for motherfucking certain what kind of motherfucking pub figure I will goddamn be goddamn it.